If you have your Bible this morning, I was reading there yesterday a very familiar scripture, probably heard it. But some say, well, this is a parable. No, this is not a parable. I think it really happened just the way that the Bible says it does, did. But stand with me this morning. Look with me in Matthew chapter 14. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 22. 14, 22, I think that's what I, well, 24, but I'm just what I'm going to take a text from this morning. And it said, and straightway Jesus constrained his past, his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. While he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. In verse 24, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary or strong. Amen. Now you say, well, I've heard this story many, many times. So I guess one more time won't hurt you, will it? But you know, I found that it doesn't matter how many times you read it. If you listen and you watch and you pay attention and then you hear somebody else read it, preach it, teach it, you'll see something new. You can preach it today, Brother Dean, and tonight come back and preach from the same passage, but it would go in a different direction. been talking, I've been talking to some this week, and, and they're all on the same page as we all are, I guess. Then Shirley, this morning back there, said something that sort of confirmed that I knew that I was where that God wanted me at. In the scripture, when she said something about everybody has got, by the way of putting it, a problem. Nobody's got a perfect life. Amen. Amen. The Bible said, where I begin reading that in verse 22, and he straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent the multitude away. Now, I read that and I've never seen it before, never thought about it before. But how many times do you read in the Bible where Jesus told the disciples to go in front of him? Most of the time, Jesus says, follow me. But this time, Jesus said, get in the ship and go before me to the other side of Galilee. 
And the Bible said that they got in and they began to leave. And the Bible tells us here that he sent the multitude away. Not multitude, but multitude of people away. You say, well, what was he doing there? If you'd read back over there in verse 15, you'd see uh, it was a story about where he fed the five uh, 5,000, not counting the women and the children, but two little fish patties and five little loaves of bread. Yeah. Right. People say, I don't believe that. Well, well you're just saying you don't believe Jesus Christ this morning. Right. If this Bible says it, I'm going to believe it. Hey, Amen. Amen. I believe Jesus can do all things. Matter of fact, over I believe it's Luke one thirty seven, Jesus or the angel told Mary, said, With God all things are possible. If the Bible says he took two a little boy's two fishes, just enough for him for a lunch, and five little pieces of bread and fed the 5,000 plus the women and the kids. And I figured if every man had a wife and every woman had a kid, that'd be about 15,000 people. Is that right? So if you ain't going to believe this this morning, you oughtn't to listen to me. Hey, man. You ought to listen to what the Word of God says. If you're not going to believe the Word of God, then you ain't going to believe me, what I preach here. But he sent the multitude away. After he had fed them, and the Bible said that after he fed them, they all did eat, and they were all full, and then he sent them away. If you come to church this morning and you were hungry, it's up to you whether you're going to eat or not. Now, Jesus will supply the food, but he won't make you swallow it, he won't make you eat it. And so if we come to expecting something from God this morning and we really come expecting and we pay attention, we're going to leave here and we're going to get what we expected and maybe a little bit more. Hey, man. I did last Sunday night. Hey, man. I, got, I came back Sunday night expecting uh, once again uh, something from God and I really got it. I got beyond what I expected. But the Bible said he sent them away, sent the multitudes away, and after he had sent them away, the Bible said he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there all alone, talking about Jesus. Now the Bible tells us here that after Jesus sent the disciples one way and sent the people the other way, he was alone. And if you notice down through the Bible, a lot of times when Jesus, his heart was burdened, when he was hurting about something, he would go off to himself. He'd either go on a mountain and pray or else he'd go out into the valley of prayer. And sometimes he'd just get in a ship and he'd go out on the other side somewhere and find him a quiet place to pray. I love to be with God's people. I like to pray together. I like to sing together. I like to worship together. But sometimes I like to take a little private time for myself and just me and the Lord, hey man, I, and talk to him. Amen. Amen. Nothing to get my brothers and sisters. I love to pray with you. I love to worship with you. But sometimes I just need to be alone with the Lord. Amen. Is anybody with me this morning? As though Jesus wanted to be alone. And the Bible said 
in verse 24, he said, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. And notice what he said next. It said it was tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary, or the wind was very strong. Can you picture it in your mind, what them old boys was in, and the fear that was in them, when they was out on that ship out in the middle of a sea, and the storm came up. Now, I don't believe that storm was out there, Brother Dean. When they left shore, I believe it was calm. But the Bible says when they got out into there, middle of the sea, that the storm began to rise up, and the waves were strong, and the wind was boisterous, meaning it was getting dangerous for the disciples. It was getting dangerous for them. And the Bible said the ship was now in the midst of the sea, and it was tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Them old boys was in a storm. Hey Amen. They was in a storm. Matter of fact, if you read up on it, they thought they was going to be killed in one place. They thought the boat was going to crash uh, and they'd all be drowned. They was out there in the middle of a storm. Are you in the middle of a storm this morning? If so, what kind of storm are you going through this morning? I've heard uh, the request uh, for families this morning of their family members that's got the COVID or got this or that wrong with them. And I don't know about you, but I am in a storm this morning because I have got family that is also hospitalized also uh, I've been looking at death in the face, I guess you may say, uh, and you can't get to them uh, in the hospital to pray with them. You can't get to them uh, there to talk to them or to encourage them. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I've been burdened uh, not only for myself and my family, uh, but I've been burdened, Janet, for everybody in this church, amen. Uh, and even those that's not come to this church, if I hear that they've got a loved one uh, that's in this storm, you see, we're all... Uh, going through, uh, we all most of the time may have, Mother Mark's storm may be different than mine, Brother Mark's may be different than mine, uh, mine may be different than Brother Dean, and Doug Dean may be different than Tim, and Tim different than Paul, uh, but we all go through uh, some kind of a storm in our life, hey amen. 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 And we're all going through one this morning. I have people to tell me, and, and, and I've said it before, and I know what the Bible says, uh, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of peace and of sound mind. Uh, and that is true. Uh, and I've had people tell me, uh, well, preacher, uh, 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 what you ain't supposed to worry. Uh, I'd like for somebody to tell me when I've been going through uh, what I've went through the last year and a half, uh, how in the world do you keep from worrying a little about things? Not so much about myself. And it's not so much that I, that it's not so much that it's that that I'm feared, but it's just so much that I've got such a burden for people today uh, that I can't, I can't just can't get my mind off from them uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, and then I see people out here uh, 
Hey, man, Brother Lee, that just acts like uh, there's nothing in this world going on. Uh, there's nothing changed for them. Uh, I mean, they're still, uh, uh, hey, man, they just don't pay no attention to it. Uh, they say, well, this is political. Well, there ain't nothing to it. Uh, let me tell you something, friend. There is something to it. Uh, and if you get it like some of us has had it, uh, then you're going to realize it, hey, man. And what I fear, not so much of myself, but the devil that is trying to destroy us. You, you look, look, just look what the, you think that we're going through a storm in our family. The, the whole world is going through a storm. The Middle East is going through a storm. And America is sure going through a storm. And what worries me, according to the Bible, Jesus said it ain't going to get no better, it's just going to wax worse and worse. Why did Jesus say that? Why is it going to wax worse and worse? Because the Bible said sin is going to abound and the love of many will wax cold. Amen. We're living in a cold, idolatrous, and murderous world today. We sit back over here and we may take time to watch a little of the news and say, well, that is over in Afghanistan. Uh, uh, That ain't got nothing to do with us, uh, so I ain't going to worry about it. You better not worry, but you better be concerned about it uh, because I'm going to tell you... uh, What's going on over there uh, could be very easily going on here uh, tomorrow, hey man. And because it's going to wax worse and worse, uh, it's because, uh, and I've said this before it ever happened, uh, I said, Brother Dean, if anybody remembers, uh, before we knew anything about this two or three months, uh, a year or so ago, and I said that we're going to pay, America is going to pay for what we've done because the majority has backslid on God. And my friends, when we backslide on God, you can look back through the history of it, look back at Israel and see when Israel backslid on God and turned their back on God, they had to pay a price, amen. And I'm going to tell you today that America has backslid on God. There's no morals anymore. I killed 60 million babies. Hey man, just just killed them, aborted them. Hey man, and our government and our leaders today it's on both sides. Hey man, I'm telling you, they better turn back to God before it's too late. And I'm telling you, we're living on the age today. I mean, there's no morals in a lot of our people today. But the Bible said, whosoever will endure to the end, the same shall be saved. I'm telling you, friend, you better be enduring and going through these things today because I believe that Jesus is about to come. Church, we're in a storm. We're in a storm.
Politics is not going to fix it. Money ain't going to fix it. There ain't but one thing can, can fix America. And that is Jesus. And he's not going to fix America or no other country until his people turns back to him. Remember what I preached the other Sunday. He said, if my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He said, I'll come down. He said, I'll hear them. He said, I will come down. He said, I will heal our land. How many believe that our land needs healing today? Only God can heal America today. We sit back and we'll say, well, this president, if he is in there, that president was in there, no president's going to heal America. It's only it's going to take God and it's going to take God's people a, a turning this thing around. And let me tell you something, church. Uh, don't give up hope. Uh, let's work and turn it around uh, because I believe that God uh, will hear and God will answer uh, God's people. Uh, if we get down to serious business with Him, uh, He's done promised He would. He said, I will hear you. Uh, I will fix things uh, if you will pray uh, and seek my face. America has left her first love. The Bible said if God's people will follow Him, He will bless them. You look at Israel. As long as Israel followed God, Mike, Israel was blessed. Nobody could whip them. He made them a rich nation. And let me tell you something. They backslid, but they repented and went back to God, and that's what America needs to do today. Amen, brother. <laughs> Israel, when God was leading them, and they was following Israel and never lost a battle. And the good news is, they're not going to lose one now. Oh, I know the Bible says in the last days that they're all nations are going to gather up around Israel over there around about them. And the battle says the Bible says that is going to be the last battle when the blood runs to the horse's bridle. That's when the all brother bills are going to gather around over there. All nations are going to gather around. All countries are going to take Israel out. Oh, that's going to be a battle known as a battle of Armageddon in the valley of Jehoshaphat. But let me tell you, I've read the back of the book. Israel is going to come out on top. Amen. I'm going to stick with Israel today. Amen. I'm going to stick with Israel's God today Amen. because Israel's God is the same God of my God because He is a living God. Amen. I don't want some of these other countries' gods uh, I don't want them. They're dead. They're gone. Somebody said one time, said, well, how do you know that Jesus was? 
I said, well, I don't know, but I've never been over there, but I've heard if you go look in Muhammad's grave, you go look in Buddha's grave or whatever, you go look at all these other gods of these people, you're going to find bones. But you go look in the tomb where they laid Jesus. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> go look in the tomb where they laid Jesus, and the Bible says it's empty. I don't believe them dead bones and boot of the grave. I don't believe they're going to help nobody. But I believe the one that laid in Jesus' tomb is going to get us out of here one of these days. We're in a storm this morning. And my heart breaks. My heart's burdened, Brother Mark. And I see people today I see people today, and this is what's sad to my heart, brother, that once was on fire for God, once stood for God, once stood and worked and prayed and supported the church, has thrown in the towel and not here anymore. But thank God for the one that's left and the one that's come since the one that's left. We're still on the battlefield. Hey, man. Still on the battlefield. These old boys was in a storm. The Bible said the ship was rocking back and forth. And you know, according to Scripture, this is the only story, the only story that all four of the Gospels record it. It's in every Gospel. Maybe a little bit different, but here Matthew witnessed this. He was eyewitness to it. And the Bible said they was in a storm, and the Bible said that they were afraid. And the Bible said in verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. The fourth watch of the night, that is between 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock was a watch. Wasn't even daylight. Went walking to him on the sea. Let's picture it in our mind, being out on the ocean somewhere or another, and all the waves up and down and up and down. The boat was about to come apart. Bunch of men on there screaming and crying out. Thought there was no hope. Thought there was no hope. <laughs> but here come a man. Obviously here come a man walking on the sea. You believe that? I'll keep on preaching then. I got one over here that believes it. Two. And here he came walking on the water. And the Bible said when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Saying it is a spirit and they cried out for fear. And I thought of something. Just the evening before, the disciples seen Jesus, seen him say, boys, 
don't send them people away. What have we got here to eat? Well, two little pieces of fish and five little pieces of bread. Well, bring it to me and let's feed them. <laughs> Some of y'all sitting here asleep. You ain't believing the word, do you? <laughs> and, he, and they seen this miracle happen. But here they didn't recognize Jesus. They would have been with him for a long time, and they didn't recognize him. They thought it was a ghost, thought it was... And I guess I would have too. I mean, I'd, I'd never seen nobody walk on a sea, walk on the ocean. <laughs> Can you imagine, Brother Dean, be sitting out in the middle of the lake down here somewhere or another in the midnight, and look, here comes somebody walking across the lake. Say, what, what are you walking on? I know what I'd do if my old motor would fire, I'd get out of there in a hurry. <laughs> you say, well, I wouldn't. I'd wait to see who it was. No, you wouldn't. Don't lie to me. You think you're seeing a ghost. <laughs> These old boys, the Bible said they thought that's what they thought they saw. But it said in verse 27, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, hit his eye, be not afraid. Church, we just need to calm down. We need to calm down. We need to get the word and we need to see what the word says. Be not afraid. It's only I. I'm going with you. I'm with you, Brother Danny. No matter what you're going through, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know it's a flesh side of us. And I know when I went through it, and I thought I was definitely going to die. But sis, I still had a peace in me. And I had the scripture, the scripture to help me out. Because he said this morning, you know, I knew if it was my time to go, I was going to go. And I knew the Bible said to be absent of the body means to be present with the Lord. We all want to see him. How many of you going to go to heaven? Well, you ain't going to go in these old long years in these old bodies. You're not going to go. Amen. So these old bodies, we've got to dive out of this old body here before we see the one that we're looking for and going to. It's not that I was afraid to die. Not that at all, sis. It was I just didn't want to leave my dear wife, my children, my grandchildren, my brothers and sisters in here. course if God's decided to take me you know I can't stop him and I don't think he'd let me be homesick or let me you know to come back so I'm counting on y'all see I won't be able to miss y'all but y'all will be able to miss me and I want you to make preparations come see me because I'm going to heaven Anybody coming? Amen, the Bible said that Jesus said, Be not afraid, it is only I. I'm going to close up here quickly. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be, thou art me. Lord, if, I'm just going to speak plain. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come unto thee on the water. Tell me if it's you, tell me to come to you. What did Jesus tell him? Come on, Peter. Come on. 
There's three miracles I've seen in this short scripture here. One was Jesus walked on the water. Two, Peter walked on the water. And three, Jesus calmed the storm. Somebody say, they ain't never been but one walk on the water and that was Jesus. I know they was two. Two, Peter walked on the water. If I ever walked on the water knowing I ain't going to try it, I know how I'd go straight down. The Lord told me it'd be a different story, Mark. I do like old Peter. But old Peter done something to what we're doing right today. Anybody know where it's going? I said, oh, I talked a whole lot to get to this part. <laughs> and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come on, Peter. And he, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, uh, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Somebody that I don't believe it. I ain't never seen nobody walk on the water lying either, but I believe them two did. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Why did he begin to sink? Because he took his eyes off from Jesus. If we took our eyes off from Jesus today, let's be honest. Do we think more about and talk more about and worry more about what's going on in the news? Do we talk more about and worry more about, Brother Lee, uh, so this virus that's going on and this and that and blah, 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 blah. All of this stuff that's going on. Have we got our eyes off from Jesus? Exactly, yes, we have. That's why we're in the shape we're in today. Exactly. And it's not going to get any better, church, until God people turns back to God. The only way, April, we're going to get back. Oh, we can come to church as long as we're allowed. Twelve people changed the world. Twelve disciples changed the world. Actually, eleven. Well, there's another. Come on, after Judas hung himself, there's another. Matthew, come on. Twelve people changed the world. And I count more Christians than 12 in here today. And I know and you know what the Bible says as well as I do. What we have to do to get back to God. We've got to get our eyes back on Jesus. Peter took his eyes off and he began to sink. We've took our eyes off and we're going down, Brother Mike. We're going down. And I believe all we have to do I believe all we have to do, Tim, is just look 
as, as Peter did when he thought he was drowning. And he cried out, Lord, save me. I believe the church will cry out today. I'm talking about not just this church, I'm talking about every church today. Will cry out to God and get a prayer going all over America today. I believe God will hear our prayers. I really do. Instead of fighting and fussing and arguing, we need to be a praying church. We need to be a praying. And the Bible said, and immediately, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Wherefore did you doubt? Are we doubting what God can do today? Are we doubting what God can do in our lives today? God don't like a doubter. God likes a prayer warrior. He likes a prayer warrior. We want you to come, to come back tonight. and Brother Dean, you're going to be preaching tonight. And then we're going to take a special time and we're going to pray. We're going to start praying, church. If he's somebody, as I said, write their names down, bring them with you. We want to put them in here, and we'll be praying with them, praying for them every day till they get better. So we want you to come back out tonight. Closing says we are. Come on, I'm done. You need to come and pray this morning. These altars is open. They're open. I forgot we need to remember Jada's girl, Johnny's stepdaughter, that baby had the COVID. Been pretty sick. But the youngest girl had it too. Been pretty sick. Let's keep them. We, we heard that. Well, we seen it, didn't we, Peyton? Let's remember that family. Remember that family. Stand with us this morning. If you need to pray, I'm done. But God's not. He wants to help you this morning. Go ahead, girls.